Hold on. Let me sit in this lottery again. Seven. Oh, we got the fourth pick this time. I'll take that. Yeah, eight, 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 <laughs> eight, <laughs> eleven. Damn probabilities. Number one. All right, there we go. Now we can start the show. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh... It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. Whee! I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. Who doesn't love the bounce kiss? Hitler. Just prepare to. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be awash in unbeatable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans. You're listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is April 9th, 2023, and this is episode 644. Coming to you from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the Dr. Jason Triplett. This show, we're going to discuss a one and two week in Pacer land, including games against the Knicks, the Pistons, and the Knicks. Plus, we will make random guesses at who will win the first play-in games this week and uh, predict the draft uh, order, the lottery draft order, which uh, Harper just informed us, the Pacers will get the number one pick. We won. Joining me this week to discuss all of this are two of our analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast, first from Asheville, North Carolina. He's our in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles. It's John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? Uh, the Lord is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Happy Easter, everybody. Shout out, Jeebus. <laughs> and from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What's going on, fellas? I'm shouting out the Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. I'm mad you might get it, our team. Could always be worse. Indeed. <laughs> Uh, and sad shout out. We're missing our uh, our uh, host Joey this week, uh, who unfortunately said goodbye to his good friend and uh, longtime companion Nibbler. Nibbler the cat has been on this program many a time. Many a time. Uh, with his meows, he was a key uh, participant in Cat or Baby most recently. Oh. Uh, I know Nibbler. I've known Nibbler since he was uh, born, basically. I had a cat, actually, that was a sibling of Nibbler's uh, that passed away several years ago, actually, and Nibbler has been hanging on, uh, but took a took a bad turn this weekend and uh, had to say goodbye. So, shout out to Joey, shout out to Catherine. Uh, yeah, pour one out for, for Nibbler. For sure. Yeah. Um, uh, I, yeah, I feel bad for uh, the Gerfrida family right now. Uh, how old was uh, Nibbler, you think? Like, 19? Close to, yeah, 19, around 19. Yeah, because almost as long as I've known Joey is what I decided. Almost. Which isn't quite true. It was after I got back. It was probably five years after I met him, but still, a long time. Nibbler's been a part of the family for a long time, so. 
for sure. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. All right. Well, before we start the show in earnest, just want to remind you folks that the show is brought to you by you. You can support us by heading over to patreon.com slash undebeatables and support the longest running Pacers podcast for as little as a dollar a month. And there are higher tiers that get you uh, access to Slack channels and uncut clip shows, all the things you want, you know, maybe a koozie. It's probably worth it for a koozie, I would say. Thank. Who doesn't need a koozie? Who does not need a koozie? All right. Three games this week, boys. Uh, Wednesday, Pacers take on the New York Knickerbockers, and they lose in fine fashion, 138 to 129. Uh, Let's see. Bunch of guys in double figures. One, two, three, four, eight guys in double figures. Uh, Jalen Smith leading the way with 19. Uh, And TJ McConnell. Chipped in 18 and 12 dimes off the bench, uh, doing his best to uh, thwart our lottery odds. But to no avail, because the Knicks had Emmanuel Quickly and Quentin Grimes dropping 39, 36, and Obi Toppin, 32. Not often you see three guys drop 30-plus in a game. Uh, Following that Friday, uh, the Pacers... In their last home game of the season, host the Detroit Pistons and pull out a crucial loss uh, in this one, 122-115. to uh, Pacers led by Buddy Heald off the bench with 22. Uh, Nemhard had 12-10 and 10 and a couple other guys in uh, double figures there. For the Pistons, uh, Jaden Ivey, 29, Killing Hayes, 28, and uh, Jalen Duran, during a 10 and 10 with uh, oh, just a block. Four steals for Killing Hayes as well. Uh, and then the last game of the season today, this afternoon, the Pacers travel to New York and take on the Knickerbockers uh, and for some reason put up, uh, where's the, the box? Hold on. For some reason, put up 41 points in the fourth quarter to steal defeat from the jaws of victory. No, victory (laughs) Victory. from the jaws of defeat. Which was Uh, defeat from the jaws of victory, as it turned out. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's why I was all turned around. Double negative. Tanking gets in your head. (laughs) Uh, Winning this game, 141 to 136. uh, Led by Ben Matherin, 26 points for him. Nemhard 19, and 9 assists. Uh, and Jordan Nora, 19 points for him as well. Uh, the Knicks didn't play a lot of their... Oh, no, they played some of their guys. Obi yeah. Toppin, 34. Quickly, 30. Um, Mitchell Robinson, 20 rebounds. Uh, and 7 blocks. Not, not, a, not, not enough. enough. Not, not, not enough. enough. <laughs> we needed him to... Uh, Double double in the rebounds and blocks category. I couldn't pull it through for us. Uh, Harper, you caught the fourth quarter of this next game. Can you encapsulate your uh, your feelings? Anger, uh-huh. all anger. Anch. I don't understand what was happening here. We go into, I mean, we, we scored twenty seven points in the third. We go into the sixth or into the fourth down 
down six points or something. And then just immediately go nuts on them. I'm like, what are these guys doing? George Hill is a veteran in this league. He's supposed to know better than to go out and start bombing threes on this team. In the 11th hour, when we're tied with Washington um, for seeding in the lottery. It it was very upsetting to watch. Uh, The guys played entirely too well. There was... (laughs) nobody out there the Knicks did not care about this game at all they like you 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 could call this I mean sure you want to win your last game of the year I get it you want to go out on a high note sure whatever but it's not like beating this Knicks team means anything they weren't playing for anything they didn't care Mm -mm. it's hard for me to draw like even like the moral victory of this W given that the Knicks couldn't care less uh, yeah, I, I I blame this on George Hill and uh, Nimhard. Uh, George Hill, I I was watching this game and it was like, who's hitting threes? Stop it! And it was George <laughs> Hill every time. I was like, stop it! Just go away! Sit down! We brought you in to develop our team, not to destroy our You're draft lottery. supposed to lottery. be a coach on the floor. That means <laughs> exactly. understanding, you know, organizational goals. Exactly, exactly. Also, Nimhard just... Refused to be denied. Um, you know, he was getting into the lane. He was doing a lot of stuff. Matherin as well. But, you know, Matherin's wired like a psychopath. So I, I accept that. But I thought I thought Nimhard was trying way too hard in this game. Um, you know, he's got nine assists. Uh, I just, I, I dislike how hard these guys played today. Dude, even the refs <laughs> didn't care. At about the three-minute mark, they just threw their whistles into the crowd and effectively walked off the floor. There were guys beating each other with bottles on the court, and there were no whistles. It was wild. They just man, I wish I would have tuned in for this. This would have been great. Yeah, the irony here is probably that Rick Carlisle was like, you know, McConnell's been playing really well lately. I'm not gonna play him, and I'm gonna put George Hill in. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, you, there's a couple of there is a great story about uh, Gabe York. Um, this is a guy who plays for us uh, uh, on the the Mad Ants, um, and we brought him in um, last season at the very end of the season when we were tanking as well. Um, gave him some some uh, some run in the NBA. He's been back on the Mad Ants all season and and been our MVP. Been fantastic, and so. We were able to bring him back again for these last five games um, and allow to give him some run. And, uh, you know, he's put up like nine, eight points a game. And uh, his seven points, I think, in this game probably were the were the difference. So uh, I, it's a great story that Gabe York is a part of this team, but really wished he'd uh, sat this one out. Yeah, we, 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 we need to be running like an all-center lineup or something. I, I don't know what we were doing. <laughs> no, uh, so just uh, just real quick, uh, Gabe York, uh, he's like 27. He's working really hard to get into the NBA. And um, I think it's really cool of the organization to shut down our main players uh, at the end of the season when we're not going for anything and, and reward a guy who's been playing really well for us in the G League, so... Shout out, Gabe uh, York, and I'm, I'm glad you scored some points. Yeah, even. he had a really fun week. He did. He did have a really fun week. I think he I think he only scored a basket last season for us, and this, this you know, this year he's got, you know, hey, he got that one out of the way, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now he could actually score points in the NBA, so shout out. 
Shout out indeed. Well, for the Pacers, yeah, as uh, Harper mentioned, that put the Pacers in 11th position officially to end the season. Uh, Record-wise tied with the Washington Wizards. A mere game ahead of the Orlando Magic. Had we lost this game, we would have been tied with them. We'll get to what that means in a, uh, later in the show. Uh, the rest of the uh, NBA is all done. The The cool thing about the last day of the season is they play all the games in the afternoon. So by now we know uh, all the seedings. So we'll run it down uh, because the play-in games are going to start on Tuesday. Uh, and we'll be able to preview at least the first couple of them. So uh, in the Eastern Conference, the Bucks end up in the top seed, uh, followed by the Celtics and the Sixers, and then the Cavs, the Knicks, and the Nets. And so those six teams are in the playoffs. They're good to go. Congratulations and to the Nets for holding on. Yeah. yeah no, they're playing right? well, too. Yeah, right? <laughs> McCope Bridges, man. Oh, he's... <laughs> He's loving life right now, man. Yeah, he is. What's his usage rate? Ninety nine percent. Whatever it is, it's working. Uh, and then in the play in games, uh, which we'll get to the matchups in a minute. Miami is in the seventh seed. Atlanta eighth. Toronto ninth, and Chicago tenth. Uh, which has been pretty much the order it's been in for the last week or so. Over in the Western Conference, the Nuggets end up on top. Uh, Grizzlies second, Kings third. Still sounds crazy. It's weird. Uh, Suns in fourth, Clippers fifth, Warriors sixth. Uh, the Lakers end up in the seventh spot. Uh, T Wolves, Pelicans, and the Oklahoma City Thunder. And as uh, Harper alluded to earlier, Dallas Mavericks just below the line there at uh, thirty-eight and forty-four, missing. All of the blow fun it stuff. up, blow it up, sell the team. All right, so as a reminder to fans, casual fans, and hardcore fans, because it's hard to keep track of, the way the plan works is so the seventh and eighth place teams play one another, the winner of that game goes to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, exactly seven, what that's a seventh seed, <laughs> and that becomes a seventh seed. Okay. Okay. Uh, the loser of that game will play the winner of the 9-10 game right. for the 8th seed. Uh, and so on... So the 8th seed can magically become the 7th seed. Yes. And yes. It makes the, perfect the sense. The 10th seed could become the 8th seed. Yes. Right. But the 10th yeah. seed can't become the 7th seed. No. Not possible. Okay. The 7th seed could also become the 8th seed. True. Oh, that's getting deep. Yeah. Yep. My mind just broke a little bit. <laughs> All right, so Tuesday uh, will be the 7-8 games. Uh, so the Eastern Conference game will be the Hawks at the Heat. And the Western Conference game will be the T-Wolves at the Lakers. Let's tackle those yeah. two first before <clears throat> we move on. Uh Colson, you seem very excited about uh, the Lakers, as you always are. Um, huge Lakers fan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Huge Lakers guy. Uh, they have... Leads, uh, purple and yellow. Yeah, purple and gold, yeah. They have the best record since the All-Star break. Are we 
are they positioning themselves for a deep playoff run here? Um, well, I like the fact that they have uh, two chances to lose and still... Well, no, they have two chances, right? Because um, I'm not sure that this Timberwolves matchup is great for them. Hmm. Um, I think the Wolves have been playing well right now. I don't think they really have anybody to, to guard Anthony Edwards. Uh, I think they're big and poundy, uh, which is where uh, you know Anthony Davis uh, does well. Um, do I think they can beat the Wolves and, and get the seven seed? Sure. But just in case, if they lose this, I still think they win the next round and they get into the playoffs. I think they need two chances on this one. So you're picking the Timberwolves? I think I am, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I, 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 I love that you picked the Timberwolves. Um, I would love to pick the Timberwolves. But I'm going to pick the Lakers. Okay. Um, they get the seventh. Yeah, I just, after missing the cut last year, I think LeBron is very keen to not leave anything to chance here. Uh, he is still one of the top two players of all time. And I think that when he brings his will to bear and has a healthy Anthony Davis, brilliant things can happen. For sure. And he understands the value of rest, right? So if they win this game on Tuesday, then they get a break until probably Saturday or Saturday, yeah. As opposed to playing again on Thursday and And, then having to go straight into a series. But but here's the thing, though. I mean, he's playing chess while the rest of us playing checkers, right? Does he want to play the Nuggets or the, um, you know, um, Memphis Grizzlies? Like, what's their better? What's the better matchup for for the Lakers? Because I mean, he can kind of pick that at this point if he's if he's putting his will on the the game. It's a little risky, right? I mean, I I feel like maybe in his younger days, but he also knows that he plays with Anthony Davis, so yeah. there's a, a strong possibility that Anthony Davis goes down with an injury in the next week. You have to minimize <laughs> the number of games that Anthony could Davis plays at exactly. all costs. Yes. Yes. All right. So go so for was, go for the win here. Yeah. Get the rest. Get uh, get the Grizzlies, and take out the youth. Yeah. And I I don't I mean the Grizzlies are are hot, but you know they're also you know, they're not the Golden State Warriors in terms of playoff experience. Oh, for sure, for sure. Right. And I don't think uh, matchup wise, the Lakers are particularly better against one or the other. But, I mean, seem like all right on the eastern conference side hawks heat uh who you got harper uh i I mean i think no one on this show is prepared to pick atlanta to do anything in this game hawks are trash hawks are trash right now (laughs) i will take miami please yep Miami yep, agreed, all the way. Agreed. Yep. And uh, we, if they win that game, then we get a juicy uh, Heat Celtic series again. Which, if you'll remember, last year that series went to seven, uh, and a Jimmy Butler missed three at the end. Basically, was the so difference. So much uh, and, fights. And yeah, and jail time, right? I think on some of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> For sure. Uh, all right. So then on Wednesday will be the 9-10 games. Eastern Conference out would be Bulls at Raptors. 
and Western Conference Thunder at Pelly's. Uh, anybody taking the Bulls, or are we uh, just <laughs> off that bandwagon? No. I talked to Chairman this week. Chairman asked me, in all seriousness, if I was cheering for the Bulls now because the Pacers were out. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Did you spit your beer? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I think I yeah I threw something. <laughs> threw something. <laughs> no. All right, so we're all, we're all in the Raptors. Yeah, train, no, the right? Raptors I mean, are competent, and uh, the Bulls aren't. So I think the Raptors won this one. All right, and we uh, we're not worried about the combination of Zach Levine and Demar Derozan being uh, super closers in tight games. I, and- I mean, they could absolutely each blow up for thirty in this thing, and you know. Sure. Pull the wheels right off Toronto's freaking cart. I mean, Toronto's just not that good. Um, no, they're not. They're great defensively. They just can't score. They're, I figured they're good they could defensively. S- I feel like they could stop the Bulls. Boston I is great like. defensively. They are yeah, and so is Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. They're good defensively. They're good. They're very long. Yeah. Uh, no, no, you're right. There's no way that uh, there's no world in which uh, we can just dismiss the Bulls. They're they're very capable. Um, I'm just going to do it. But right. yeah, I just I, I, I yeah. And I just, it's hilarious to me that they they're just all in and they're just can't can't make a plan. <laughs> Barely make the plan. Yeah. Good job. Uh and then do you see uh either of those teams should they advance beating uh the Hawks to get into the uh actual dance? Oh well. yeah, oh yeah. The Hawks are trash. Okay. I think Hawks whoever, if the Bulls or the Raptors win, they're beating the Hawks. Okay, so the winner of the Bulls Raptors game becomes the eight. Yep, that's what, what I'm calling. Yep. Okay. They didn't get a new Nate. That's all I know. <laughs> nope. When they hired, when they fired Nate, they didn't get a new Nate. That's the downfall of every franchise. Wait. <laughs> uh... Okay, Atlanta might be able to beat Chicago. For sure, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, so here's the thing. None of these teams are getting out of the first round. No, 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 no. But hear me out here, right? So the Hawks, basically, for the last month and a half, no, more than that, have been 500. So they've been no further than one game away from 500. So they win a game, lose a game, win a game, win a game, lose a game, win a game, lose a game. Was that our so 2016 the season? They have to. They have to. They are going to win the next. You're game. right. You're right. Yeah, so they are going to get the eight seed. Yep. All right. You're right. That's if if they keep continue the pattern. All right. They got the eight seed. You're right. And then they get demolished by the Bucks. <laughs> would be um, so you heard it here uh, first. I mean, because actually, this is one of the few times we'll be first. Um, <laughs> Atlanta's going to be the eight seed and get demolished by the Bucks. Yep. All right. I like it. This is solid reasoning. Thank you. Unassailable maths. That's right. Uh, in the Western Conference, the evening game on Wednesday will be the Oklahoma City Thunder at the New Orleans Pelicans. This is a, this is like the the game of the play-in, I would say. Right. Like both of these teams are super fun to watch. Um, very talented, kind of scrappy. You know, they've been pulling out games uh, left and right down the stretch to get into the. Both these teams have been fighting hard, I guess, to get into the play-in game, play-in tournament. I guess you call it. 
Um, so I am super hyped for this. You know, Shea Gildress Alexander's first foray into the playoffs, I believe, unless he made it one year with the Clippers before he got traded. I don't quite remember. And the Pellies, of course, were in this position last year, uh, won two games and got into the, the big dance and then made a bunch of noise against the Suns. So, uh, Harper, you got any thoughts on Thunder Pellies? I agree with you. It's going to be a really fun one. Uh, I'm going to take the Pellies in this one. Likely no Zion mm-hmm. in this one, but they've just been super hot coming down the stretch. Seven and three in their last ten have looked really good. Yeah, CJ McConnell looks like he is dialed in completely. Yeah, Ingram's uh, out there doing so. bonkers stuff too. Yep, they got it going right now. Yeah, no, I love this Pelly's team. I, you know, I wish Zion was healthy um, so that they could actually be a force in the the West. Uh, but I love the, the the makeup of this team. I love the city. Uh, but I'm gonna pick up. Uh, I'm gonna pick the Thunder here. I think. Uh, SGA goes bananas and um, drags his team to a win here. I think SGA will have a fantastic game. I worry about all the other guys on the Thunder. Uh, yeah, they have no experience. Roster, they have no experience. Right. In big and games. at least the Pellies were in the playoffs last year. You know, If this game were in OKC, I might give them a, a edge because that crowd is pretty awesome and... They'll feel more comfortable, but I think the Pellies are just, yeah, yeah. a bit more seasoned. CJ McConnell's not going to, or uh, McCollum is not going to F around with this. Do you see uh, if either the Thunder or the Pellies win this, do we see them beating, uh, who did we have losing that other game? Uh, so uh, we, got, we got Lakers. The T-Wolves or the Lakers to uh, get into the... <clears throat> The dance. Unfortunately, I do not. I think that the Lakers and the Timberwolves end up seven eight. Yeah, I think they're better than both these teams as well. Well, at least uh, the way that the Timberwolves have been playing the last few weeks. Yeah, uh, and, and again, if no you'd asked, if you, right, but if you'd asked me a month ago, I might have said the Pellies because I I just like this team. But yeah, Timberwolves have kind of gotten their acts together, and and I think they're probably the seven eight. And it's possible that they'll release Zion to play in that game, I suppose. But uh, yeah, they're saying. Yeah, doubt yeah it. they're saying. There's yeah, it's uh, saying not likely. Well, that's like the conspiracy theory, right? Is that the the statement that the Pellies made it was vague enough that it opened the door for potential return. It wasn't like he's definitely out three for three more weeks or whatever. It was. He's. Uh, Ramping up. Uh, well, he's doing things. ESPN, I think, said definitely he's out on the first game. Yeah, That's okay. what I just saw before I I um, started this show. So oh, Okay, cool. Look at that. Late breaking news. <clears throat> Woohoo! You heard it here last. Uh, yeah, I personally, I think the Pellies could beat the T-Wolves if they get past the, the Thunder. I think the Thunder have no chance of pulling off two in a row, but uh, I think the Pellies could. And they would make life interesting for the Nuggets. Um, okay, so you're 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 calling time. a Pelly's upset. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to go that far, but it's it's in the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. It's not as if it's a foregone conclusion. That, that I mean, I any team with Rudy Gobert on it, I don't know that I can trust them in a playoff situation. And we saw the T Wolves last year look like, you know, 
just killers in the first playing game and then just fall completely flat in the second game, right? That was the game where Carl Anthony Towns like looked like he forgot how to play basketball. <laughs> well, I thought that was the whole first round last year, didn't they? Oh no, that yeah, was the whole, the whole first, first you're right, round. You're right. Yeah, you're yeah, right. yeah. They yeah, got in right. with by looking like juggernauts, and then their whole first round he forgot how to play basketball. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's what Anthony Edwards shrunk from the moment good. though. Yeah, Anthony Edwards. This is, this is true. Yeah. Now Conley's decent. Um, a good coach though can isolate and cause problems. You know, Gobert is one of those guys that you can scheme against and yeah really expose some things i think i think conley makes the difference though i I think you've got the veteran leadership there um yeah no i think i think lakers and and t wolves get in although uh uh fun fact i think that every year they've done this that at least one of the nine seeds uh in one conference has has gotten into the playoffs so So the nine seed is a sweet spot so it could be well for toronto yeah, let's let's go with Toronto because I'm with you. I, I think I think they've got enough veterans um, on on LA and, and uh, the Timberwolves. I think they're they're going to be a seven eight. All right, one more item, which will be the topic of conversation for our Pacer fans. I think between now and you know mid May is uh, where we ended up falling in the lottery ladder, as it were. So, uh, by my calculation, so Detroit ended up with the worst record. Uh, so it went Detroit, San Antonio, Houston. Uh, those teams all have a 14% shot at the number one overall pick. Charlotte ended up fourth. They have a 12.5% chance. Portland, with just a miraculous run down the stretch, (laughs) shutting down Dame. And really pushing all their chips in to the women Yama sweepstakes. They end up fifth. They got a 10.5% chance. Uh, Orlando ends up sixth. Uh, the Pacers actually end up tied for seventh with Washington. Uh, and below them is Utah and then Dallas and then all those play-in teams that I think will get sorted out um, based on the play-in. Or I, don't, I forget how that works. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Pacers tied with Washington. Uh, Harper, we I think we figured out how this works, but maybe you could give a stab at understanding how the lottery balls get split up here since we have a tied record. So, it's my understanding that essentially you take the odds of the two tied teams split them in half, and then flip a coin for anything odd. Any any oddballs, as it were, left over. Mm. Um, so Orlando, with their 9%, the seed below that is 6.8% for the overall number one. So by adding those up, um, that would have given you 15.8 over 2, so 7.9. And we are currently going to be at right around 6.7 depending on how the coin flip goes what i don't know is the is how it works so essentially from the 8 spot you can get the 1 through 4 or the 8 through 12 right so you have this donut hole between 5 and 7 
So I don't know how the Correct. odds work there. Well, okay. <clears throat> so, well, first of all, yeah, you, as you said that uh, by moving from the sixth spot to the uh, eighth spot, we lost whatever you did. You did the math. Well, we went from tied six to tied seven, right? Tied seven, right. And so we lost like a, a, a percentage and a half, whatever. Uh, but the um, basically um, what happens is everybody in the the uh, the top fourteen, you know, in the lottery, have a chance at that top three. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. It's I think it's the top four. It's top four. Yeah, top four. And um, so once once those four are decided. Um, Everything else goes based on where you are in your record. So the idea, I think, is that if we are the eighth seed right now, um, you can only land in the top four. You can't land five, six, seven. You're either in the top four or you're at eight, and you're or you're moved back by other teams that moved up ahead of you. Yeah. So like if if you know eleven or ten goes into the top four. We'd move back a spot. Okay, so we but how do they do the seeding on a tie then? Well, that's that's splitting your percentages for right. the ping pong ball drawing, and then it goes to you're saying ordinal, right? Based on record, but what there's a tie. Right. Good question. I don't know the answer to that. Let's say that's where the coin flip comes in. Uh, random drawing decides who picks first between teams with the same record, so it's a random drawing. So it's a coin right. flip. Yay! Very scientific. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, tankathon.com currently has us is the fourth uh, power ranking in the draft with the eighth pick, the 26th, the 29th, the 32nd, and the 55th pick. Uh, we were just percentage points behind Houston that has the three and the 19, and they consider them the third um, in the power rankings. Uh, Charlotte's running away with this thing with the current fourth pick, twenty seventh pick, thirty fourth pick, thirty ninth, and forty second pick. Uh, but again, lottery balls—they get kicked out of that top three or top four, you know—and we get in there. There's still a chance, Pacer Nation. Yep. So clear your calendars for Tuesday, May sixteenth. Uh, <clears throat> that's when the the next. Uh, decisive thing for Pacers franchise is going to happen. Probably. Uh, also, clear your candles, uh, calendars for tomorrow uh, because that's when uh, the Indiana Fever draft their number one overall pick. It's the uh, first time in franchise history that the Indiana Fever have had the number one overall pick. Nice. Um, and that happens tomorrow. So, shout out. They have the one and the seven. Not bad. So are they able to draft Caitlin Clark and no. just stash her? And- no. Nope. Okay. It's going to be a, a Leah Boston in every mock draft I've seen. Yeah. Okay. She's the clear number one. So we're getting All a right. Leah Boston. That sounds good. Yeah. From South Carolina. Yeah. And she's like super duper good. So. Yeah. Uh, and she will help us because we're not very good. No. Um, uh, also, fun fact, Tamika Catchings was the third third pick because she like blown out her ACL or something and she had to lose her entire rookie season 
that was worth the wait for the third pick on that. That's <laughs> good, solid franchise decision on that favor. And whoever passed her up, uh, <laughs> right, who didn't want to wait a year. Sorry, <laughs> sorry for your uh, job loss. All right, well, we're going to come back on Thursday uh, and hit you with some uh, playoff predictions. Uh, oh, it's gonna it's gonna get heated for, get, for what we know. It's gonna get thus far. We don't have to do uh, Quaker style. We could get we get in fist fights in this one. Yeah, <laughs> drama. <laughs> it's great. Uh, until then, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, you can keep in touch with us uh, on Twitter. We are at Undebeatables. We are on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. You can email us, shout out at TheUndebeatables.com. On our website, TheUndebeatables.com, there's a contact form that you could send us a message that way. Uh, and while you're over there, you could buy yourself a t-shirt. For the architect, Donnie Walsh, and our once and always Hall of Fame coach, obviously Clinton. Turn out the lights, the party is over. Wow. That was, that was impressive. Sometimes you get this. Did you, this, did you get a hold of some good painkillers? Well, no, you get the spirit of Slick sometimes. He just comes to you, you know? Yep. He just grabs you and shakes you. <laughs> makes you sing it right. That's awesome. And then do you like go uh, have a couple whiskeys after that or something? Yeah, no, yeah. What 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 did he do? Uh, he would probably he'd probably drink a a PBR and smoke a, a pack of Marlboro Reds. What what, sure. what? I don't know what he did. That seems right. <laughs> Shout out, Slick. Shout, Shout out. Out. Ugh.